This is episode 30 of the Inner Game of Aging podcast. Welcome to the Inner Game of Aging podcast, helping you to discover how to be older without growing old. And here's your host, turning this whole idea of aging upside down, Lee Mowat. Hello and welcome to the Inner Game of Aging podcast, where we are discovering the art of getting older without getting old. This is episode number 30. A few years ago, I wrote a series of articles related to ageism and the cultural influences that support it. Those articles and the research that was uncovered to write them received a fair amount of acclaim at the time. I recently reread those three articles and thought that their content is still relevant today, a year or so after they were originally written. These articles provide background for some of the thinking that supports the message of growing older and not old. Because I believe that our culture forms the backdrop and framework for how we see our world, I have, I have often called out the cultural stereotypes that support a negative image of aging. I have imagined a world without such stereotypes and have been inspired to promote that kind of change around us. So I wanted to expose my listeners to these articles to help further in the understanding of where our thoughts and opinions come from regarding this thing called aging. So, for this episode, I will give you the first of three articles that relate to the effects and consequences of aging in this culture. This first article that you will hear today is called, Can We Change the Future of Aging?, it explores several questions but ends up suggesting that we need better role models to demonstrate what successful aging looks like. The article uses the term silver inspirations to refer to these role models who portray what a successful aging would look like. The article quotes several references which all can be found in the show notes page for this episode. The show notes page also offers text transcripts for this episode to Insider Club members. So if you would like to share the article itself with another person who you should see this for, to deliver the message, you can do so and get these text tra transcripts from the show notes page. And you can find the show notes page for this episode at the following URL, innergameofaging.com forward slash IGA30. Okay, okay, enough words. Let's get to the article itself. The other day, on a beautiful morning, I was walking along a nearby shore and decided to engage a couple that was taking a short rest from their morning walk. Hi, I said. I wonder if I can get you to take an unusual picture of me. Of course, they agreed, and so we began our chat. I said to them, I'm going to do a handstand on that platform, pointing to a high platform in a short distance. And 
If you don't mind, I'd like a picture of it from a very low angle. They looked at each other, confused by what I had said. But I proceeded on over to the platform, started to climb, and while setting up for the picture and chatting with them, I learned that she was 48 years old and he was 51. I jumped up on the platform and executed a reliable handstand while they tried to capture it with my phone camera, looking amazed as they did so. After the pictures were taken, the man indicated that he might have been able to do such a thing 40 years ago, but there is no chance he could do such a thing these days. That's when I told him that I was 64 years old. They shook their heads in amazement, saying, All the things I've come to expect. You can't be that old. Why, that's incredible. How do you keep yourself this way? And so on and so on. What I've come to understand is that these reactions and and comments are not really about me at all. And I'm good with that. They are more about the internal ideas of aging that people have inside of them. In the case of this couple, their image of what a 64-year-old is like had just been violated. This was the true source of their incredulity, not me. Most of us have rather negative opinions about getting older. These opinions and ideas rob value from our society, our families, and us personally. In this podcast episode... I would like to briefly explore how we compromise ourselves through such thinking and give clues as to how to counterbalance this. How do you feel about getting older? After exploring the research, I now firmly believe that how we feel about getting older and what we think it will be like for us are very strong determinants of what our personal aging will actually be like. By the way, source references for this content will appear on the show notes page for this episode. So if you want to check out some of the things that are being said here and want to dig into it more, please go to the show notes page. Now, of course, there are many other factors that play into our our aging outcomes. But in study after study, It is our opinions about aging over our lifetime that have been shown to be a highly correlating factor affecting the quality of our aging process. Across the board, explorations point to these same conclusions. A person's attitude toward old age affects how they fare once they reach it. In a rather well-known study, again see references, It was reported that seniors who harbored negative views about old age faced lifespans that were, on average, seven and a half years shorter than those who felt more positively about aging. But that is just the tip of the iceberg. These feelings, beliefs, and opinions also fuel false false notions that aging makes us sick, obsolete, or useless. We can start to internalize these views with disastrous consequences for both our mental and physical health. It is important to make the distinction that it is not aging or getting older that is the problem. It is our feelings about it 
along with other factors that compromise us and our futures. You see, aging is a proper and natural process for animals and humans alike. Reaching our elder years is no more of a problem than the other stages of life are. Each of these periods is just another phase that represents its unique but normal challenges and advantages. We tend to create problems simply in how we look at this. For example, if you are attached to or identify too much with being young, then getting older will most certainly trigger some loss of identity. Whether that is a problem or not depends entirely on you and your thinking. The Source of Our Beliefs on Aging Generally speaking, the path to higher quality aging begins by feeling better about our natural aging process. But it is hard to do anything about how we feel about aging unless we can better understand where these negative internal feelings and beliefs come from. It turns out that we acquire these beliefs in more or less the same manner we acquire any other belief, through cultural osmosis. Our socialization includes a process of gradually and unconsciously assimilating ideas, knowledge, and other elements of thinking. This is the avenue through which we learn how we should feel about having a job, being married, being a parent, or many other aspects of living. Of course, we all take to this cultural indoctrination differently. Some of us accept more easily while others reject more easily. So we are not all going to come out of this socialization process thinking exactly the same. But either way, our culture provides the largest factor for where our thoughts on aging come from. In the American culture, it's not hard to see that we are taught to fear aging. We are quietly taught that growing older is a painful thing. This has become our reality because we make it so, not because it is inherently true. Consider some of the normal phrases and messages that are so prevalent all around us when it comes to age. I can't tell you how many times I've heard things like, at my age, it's too late to insert whatever goal or objective you want right there. Or another, falling in love at my age seems ridiculous, said by those who are falling in love. And here's another, I am too old to return to college. And it continues on and on and on about going past our years for what we want to do. We have been taught to use our age as a reason excuse, really, for no longer doing the things that we want to do. We have been taught that aging itself is what brings about a loss of good health. All of this keeps us in fear of our own aging process. The Circle of Life, Take Two Each phase of life has its unique advantages and disadvantages. Infancy, childhood, adolescence, and the three stages of adulthood, early, middle, and mature, all are required to support the full spectrum of humanity. 
None of these periods are superfluous to our existence as a species. Even the dying offer their contributions to us by teaching us the value of living, how not to take our lives for granted, and the reasons for living each moment. Each stage of life has its own unique gifts to contribute to this world. In exploring the research references, we can see a number of ways in which we improve as we age. Allow me to mention just a few. First, while short-term memory may be compromised, pattern recognition is enhanced in the older brain. The designs of life become more apparent to us. This explains the wise old Indian who can look into the sky and tell that three days from now it will be raining, while the young Indian braves cannot quite understand how he does that. Another aspect of the older brain is that it has a greater capacity for empathy, a trait that is learned and refined as we age. After all, How many adolescents do you know with the gift of empathy? And social scientists have found that, generally speaking, older people do a better job of maintaining emotional stability than the younger do. Managing emotions is a skill that takes most of us decades to master. Negative emotions such as sadness, anger, and fear become less pronounced than in our drama-filled youth. And lastly, older people know themselves better than they did in their previous years. The more we live with ourselves, the more we come to know the person who lives in our own skin. This gives tremendous advantage in living our own lives. The ancient Greek maxim to know thyself has proven to be one of the most powerful throughout the ages. And this is where older people really do shine. These advantages of the older brain are all things that help us live our lives better. They are desirable traits. So why do we fear the aging process that moves us closer to them? Inaccurate Assumptions This fear of aging is mostly about the loss of physical strength and attractiveness of mental acuity and the ability to be a productive member of society. We worry about becoming doddering old fools or burdens on our children and incapable of taking care of ourselves. Our thoughts fester on the possibility of losing independence or living in pain. But these seriously negative stereotypes are typically incorrect or at least inaccurate, according to the research. And they keep us from living full lives as we move forward into our older years. As we imagine the physical and mental hardships that older people must be enduring, we distance ourselves unconsciously from their true realities, which are more often than not very different than what we imagine them to be. This tendency we have to make things up ahead worse than they really are became apparent to me when I met with a very devastating accident which shattered and pulverized my right foot. Doctors suggested amputation, but my wife insisted on reconstruction. 
I, of course, was unconscious and couldn't speak for myself. Although occurring nearly 12 years ago, I still must take special care of this foot. I cannot hike or engage in selected sports as I once did, and I feel pain in that foot almost regularly. I was 54 when that accident happened. The foot and its struggles are part of my daily life now. And my life proceeds with all the vigor I can muster. I remain proud of my athletics and shifted my sports to those that are light on the foot. Yet, when I tell the story of the accident and the foot to others, they imagine a scenario that has them saying, Poor Lee, I'm sorry for your loss of function. Wow, how do you do all that you do with that foot? They imagine that living with this compromised foot is a lot worse than it really is for me. They do not know that they too would have accommodated this special foot more gracefully than they think they would have. Which comes first, getting old or aging? And so it is with our image of older people. We can see their struggles and hardships, but we don't yet understand the grace that successful elders have developed in minimizing the imperfections of their lives as they get older. As we look at them, we have yet to understand that their happiness and worth are not necessarily hampered by compromised feet, aching joints and wrinkles, the daily pain and other natural signs of a body that has experienced the years. But how do older people actually feel about themselves? Well, a 2009 Pew Research survey with a fairly large sample resulted in over 60% of people over 65 saying they feel younger than their age. Even the majority of those over 75 say they typically feel younger than their age or years would indicate. This does not fit the picture that the rest of us have about older people. We believe they feel worse than they say they do. There are so many people 80 and beyond that are quite happy with a purpose that drives them each day. However, we know that people will feel old when there is significant decrease in their health or their functional capabilities, such as driving, climbing stairs, or anything with daily tasks. But this loss of capability doesn't just come from old age. We have proven in recent years that environment, lifestyle, and habits over time are much more significant in time in producing our premature aging. Generally speaking, it is time, not age, that is the dominant factor in our functional decreases. The more time we are exposed to the harmful elements of our modern-day pollutants, nutrition, and the stressful consequences of lifestyle choices, the shorter years we'll be able to enjoy our natural functional capabilities. Now, I'm not suggesting age is not a factor. Of course it is. But research is telling us that it is not the dominant factor that we thought it was. I encourage you to explore the references on the show notes page to see this for yourself. Where is a role model when you need one? 
Although there will always be wide individual variations in both thinking and aging outcomes, cultural change also means a change in our cultural aging characteristics. Please note that I am not talking about lifespan, but rather age-related health patterns as a function of the negative stereotypes embedded in our culture. But how do we adjust our culture for better aging characteristics? I'd like to break that question up into a few sub-questions. For example, as a culture, how do we come to realize that aging is a natural physical process, but getting old is a mental and spiritual one that is under our direct influence. It is here that you will find me making a big distinction between getting older and getting old. The two are very different. As I've said many other places, getting older is our natural physical process, but getting old is a mental and spiritual one, as I just said. We have control over that second one not the first. Does it benefit our culture to see things in that exact same way, to make that distinction between older and old? Another question, how does our culture come to appreciate that successful aging produces cultural benefits such as greater wisdom, tolerance, and a deeper insight into the patterns of life, These are all good for our culture and society, not bad. Furthermore, how do we as a culture begin to appreciate the form of personal beauty that only time and maturity can give us? And it occurs to me that one of the more important things that we can do to change our culture toward the better is to stop worrying about getting old and to start enjoying and shifting that energy to take advantage of the aging process. If we were to refocus our attention and put energy into enjoying our aging process, well, we all know that energy goes where our attention flows. So as we get more positively involved in our final levels of development, we'll be too immersed in our own purposeful living to demean our aging process with the negative stereotypes that we've been taught behind us. And the more of us that find this path, the weaker the old stereotypes of aging become. Believe it or not, there are so many of us who are already doing that. But you're not going to see this in the media. It typically does not show much of this side of aging. However, make no mistake about it. The future of aging is changing. Boomers are challenging the status quo thinking. There are now many silver inspirations that we can use as better models for what successful positive aging is like. Yes, I said silver inspirations. Silver inspirations is a term I use for those people who model a better way to getting older without ever growing old. These are the people that are proud to be where they are. They don't hide their age, and they're still very much engaged in their life moving forward. These silver inspirations change the image of what growing older in this culture is like. They give us all an inspiring an inspired idea of what we ourselves can do. Are you a silver inspiration? On the show notes page for this episode, I have a short questionnaire. 
By the time you finish answering these questions in this questionnaire, you will know if you are silver inspiration or not. And if you are, your story can be used to inspire others. There are many around us who do not feel like we have much going for us at the age we are now. You can help show them a better way. You can help inspire greater purpose in others around you by sharing your story. Why not leave a comment on the show notes page to identify yourself as a silver inspiration, or you can email me directly. I would love to hear your story. I certainly hope you receive some value from that. I got a lot of value just simply researching and writing the article. On the show notes page, you will find a 10-question quiz to help see if you might consider yourself to be a silver inspiration. You can take this quiz just for the fun of it. After all, it is only one man's assessment on what makes such a role model. But if after taking the quiz, you can qualify yourself as a silver inspiration, then don't be shy. I want to hear your story. What qualifies you as a silver inspiration? This culture needs role models just like you to show us what it means to grow older successfully and gracefully. You can use the show notes page to leave a comment there, or if you prefer, you can email me directly with the following URL, lee at innergameofaging, all one word, dot com. I would love to hear from you. And I just want to remind you that the source references for many of the statements I've made in the preceding article are listed in the show notes page for this episode. And if you want to get the text transcript of this episode, why do I always have a hard time saying that? But if you wanted to get the text transcript of this episode, you can do that from the show notes page as well. This show notes page that I keep referring to can be found with the following URL. InnerGameOfAging.com forward slash IGA30. Those that have been consistent listeners know that you can always find the show notes page for any episode by using the URL pattern InnerGameOfAging.com forward slash IGA followed by the episode number. We have more insights and information waiting for you in upcoming episodes, so use your podcast player to subscribe to this podcast or go to the website and receive each new episode in your inbox. And while you are on the website, join the Insiders Club and become an engaged ambassador to help spread the message of older, not old. And so until next time... Thanks for listening to the Inner Game of Aging podcast with Lee Mo Watt. Check out more content by going to theinnergameofaging.com. That's theinnergameofaging, no spaces, dot com. Stay with us as we learn the many ways of being older without growing old.